0: All right, welcome to the first-of-its-kind, world-changing Manufacturers Network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the Manufacturers Network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan and welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to Mauricio Barboza today. Mauricio was born in San Jose, Costa Rica. He studied architecture at the University in Costa Rica and graduated with honors majoring in Emergent Manufacturing Technologies. Maurizio is currently the Director of Business Development at Johnco Industries. He is responsible for identifying new markets and emerging trends, developing new business opportunities and long-standing partnerships, and building and expanding their client base to ultimately drive forward their company's profitable growth. These are fancy words to simply say, he helps their business grow. Maurizio, <laughs> welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Lisa. Glad to be here.
0: So share with us a little bit about your background and really what led you to Jonko and doing the things that you're doing now. And as you said, my
1: background is actually in architecture. I went to architecture school and I got a a major in emerging technologies. I've always been passionate about the manufacturing industry, about business development, about product development, and more so about the creative problem-solving. And that, in a way, is, is truly what led me to Jonco. Junko is a problem solver. Jonco Industries is a, a multi-industry manufacturing and packaging company in Milwaukee. Now, we have, jonco has got a wide range of, of capabilities, from co-packing, from food filling, from powder filling, chemical filling. We have a contract sewing division. We do large format digital printing. We, we do a lot of cutting, whether it's CNC and computer-controlled and a water jet and whatnot. And one of the fascinating things about Johnco that I was attracted to is is that that the ability to adapt to change and and how they have grown as a business. As a matter of fact, one of the the most recent things right now, and because of the pandemic, is that we're we're taking on a shift. And that is that we're actually allocating one of our our warehouse facilities to develop a fulfillment center. There's a major need for fulfillment centers right now because of everything's everything going on with the pandemic, you know, everybody wants everything right away. So that, that need for fulfillment centers is out there. So we're taking that shift and, and that is one of what, what attracted me to John Cole.
0: Yeah. I know in our conversations leading up to the podcast, you know, we talked a lot about the the pandemic and some of the pivots that you made in making one product and then just kind of overnight, changing to something else based on what the customers were looking for. So what did that look like before and after? And, and really, how were you able to, to change so quickly? One of the most
1: fascinating things about the manufacturing industry right now is that, that everything changed. It's not the same. It's not the same prior to the pandemic. It's never going to be the same. It's never going to go back. Now, one of the fascinating things about the pandemic is that it really pushed the manufacturing industry to adapt and to embrace technology. And I love that. I love the fact that it really pushes manufacturers and, and forward thinkers to, to really embrace technology at a faster pace. And now when we talk about technology, there's, there's really three big players out there. One is automation. And again, automation has been a while for decades. The biggest difference right now with automation and, and with how things are moving is that it has become accessible. It has become accessible to smaller industries, to smaller companies, to mid-sized companies. Think of it as, as the car. When it first came out, you know, it was replacing the horse. And it was a novelty. And it was looked as a, as a luxury. Now everybody's got a car. Similar things are happening with automation. Automation is just becoming available. It's easier to use. The interface is, is, is user-friendly. So it's one of the fascinating things that is happening right now. Another thing is uh, the digital transformation. So everything is shifting from paper and pen and and all that traceability to digital, to the internet of things, to everything that we're doing on the computer and computer control and how we monitor data and uh, create analytics from everything we can collect in the floor. And the third is collaboration. One of the things that the pandemic has taught us is that we all need a backup plan. And what better way to do it than collaborate with your fellow colleagues, right? To understand you know, their capabilities, to see them not as competition, but as strategic partnerships. And that's been huge. And, you know, that's, that's, Those are three things that we're trying to push within our company.
0: Give me an example of a collaboration that you had with somebody that you may have thought is a competitor in the past and you were able to use the pandemic and really partner with that person. What did that look like?
1: Sure, absolutely. And I will give you two examples, because when I talked about collaboration, there's two venues. One is with companies doing similar things that you are, and others is with universities and using them as your way of research and development and coming up with new things and innovation. One example is in, in the sewing industry, we, we were affected with the pandemic because sewing is, is really labor intense. When a team is out, then what do you do? So, you know, we actually reach out to other contract sewers, other contract manufacturing companies. And, and build that synergy. When we're short, we reach out to them because at the end of the day, what we're trying to serve is at the end user, the customer. We keep our customers happy, whether we do it ourselves or we do it with partners, they are gonna stick with us and you know, we're gonna help each other out. In similar ways, our competitors or strategic partners are at full capacity, or one of their teams was, was out with COVID, they reach out to us and say, hey, can you guys tackle this right now? Absolutely, if it was within our abilities.
0: Well and that's such an important lesson for other manufacturers to pay attention to because there really is enough business for everybody and we might not be thinking that right now because of just what this last year has led to but you think about the future in those relationships those other companies helped you you helped those other companies and who are they more likely to refer business to in the future because they've developed that relationship with you so Kudos to you for being able to to step out and and create those relationships for happening.
1: Absolutely, and you have it right. You know, there there's enough business for everyone, and I think the the most important thing that has come out of this is that a strategic partnership is looking out for each other, trying to grow together, learning from the mistakes from each other's mistakes, and learning from the from everything where we have uh, succeed. It's been a great learning curve, and it's been a, a great challenging time, but. But it has really benefited the industry.
0: And what about the, the, team, the employees that you have working for you? Because again, one day you're making packaging, the next day you're making masks or seals, or that you're just completely changing the product overnight. So how did that work with your team and getting the buy-in for that to happen?
1: And, and that's very unique to Johnco. I mean, I, Again, our broad, broadness of capabilities is not ordinary. And I feel that that's staying fresh. That actually is well liked by, by our people uh, because it's not, you know, the same thing every day, every week, every month, it keeps changing. So it's a continuous growth. It's the, the, the continuous learning process, doing things differently. You know, it's not every hour, every, you know, it changes so often that it, it keeps us fresh in a way. And it's, that's very attractive to, for a lot of the people that work here
0: sounds like it's built into your culture. You're naturally able to make that shift when everything changes overnight, because it sounds like that was your business model to begin with, just because of everything that you do there.
1: Sure. Absolutely. I mean, adapting to change is at the core of our business. That's how we grow. We see challenges as opportunities. When companies don't want to do something, we see that as an opportunity to help them out and grow a business in, in, in that division. And I feel that our culture sees that. You know, we we champion the positive, we champion the good stuff that is coming out of all those changes. And we try to keep a good attitude at it.
0: And what are some examples of working with your team, of acknowledging them, of, of sharing that good news and positivity? How are you doing that in the plant?
1: Well, we we set up goals, attainable goals, and we give people tasks, we give teams tasks. And if they accomplish those tasks, we share again attainable tasks. We reward that. Uh, we have a program where, you know, you, you if you go beyond what we have asked, we have this room that will collect things that we have gathered from uh, other companies that, you know, you go into that room and you can pick something. And it keeps them mo- motivated. But we really express our appreciation for them because without people, we're nothing. For as much as we're trying to embrace technology and automation, I and mean, we really need to take care of our people. You know,
0: that's a great idea when you have things given to you from other companies because it's a really inexpensive way to reward the people who are working with you are there any other programs or things that you're doing to keep that motivation going and to keep people inspired sure absolutely and i, I think one of those is the
1: continuous growth is that they know that when you, they jo- uh, join Jonco industries they're not going to stay at the same place for a long time we're always going to train them we're always going to help them grow they can grow within the company at a very fast pace because of, of what we do and that is very encouraging that that keeps everybody motivated and we set set up tasks if you are able to exceed those tasks you will get rewarded whether it's an object or you know a PTO day or anything that will keep them excited
0: yeah that's that's really a great way of of really expanding the skill base of your of your employees too. And then you're seeing the ones that are looking for tasks and kind of pinpointing them as, as your future leaders and knowing that they can grow with the company because it sounds like you do a lot of that promoting from within.
1: Sure. Absolutely. And it is exciting. I mean, if you think about it, you know, they're always asking us what's next. The newest things right now is this fulfillment center that we're in the process of building. I mean, the 300,000 square foot facility, we're turning into a, a fulfillment center with state-of-the-art software and technology and whatnot. And that is exciting. They're, they know that they're working for a company that is willing to grow at the, at the pace of the industry, uh, if not faster, trying to take care of the problems that are current and, uh, and to do our best at it. We tell ourselves that we are experts at becoming experts. And that's how we have done business since 1980, since we've been in business.
0: And I know one of the other things that we talked about was the fact that you have about 60% of your employees are, are full-time. And then you also use a lot of uh, temporary workers. So what are some of the ways that you manage that to, to keep basically everybody happy and and to keep that turnover rate down?
1: That's been a challenge with COVID. That's one of Mm -hmm. what's been one of the biggest challenges for us with COVID. I mean, Prior to COVID, we we could ramp a team from 15 to 150 in a matter of a week or weeks because of, of the labor-intensive projects that we have done in the past. Now that's different. And that's why we're shifting towards more automated stuff, towards, I guess, industries where we can rely not solely on the, on the hand labor, but on, on technology and automation. And how do we keep them mo- motivated? We push all of our employees to think of our company as part of theirs and grow within the company, and support all the operations that we do and that we bring in.
0: Sounds like that's probably one of, one of the things that are keeping you up at night is, is dealing with the change to automation and bringing in new people. What, are, what else is keeping you up at night? The
1: pandemic has taught the industry that we need a backup plan. <laughs> you know, we can yeah. no longer be in business without having a backup plan. And as a matter of fact, uh, you know, we need to adapt to, to everything that is shifting forward. If you are one of those companies or an individual thinking that we're just waiting for the storm to pass, we're just waiting for this to be over so it can go mm-hmm. back to the normal, that's not going to happen. You're going to be left behind. So one of the things keeping us up at night is, is having that backup plan. Automation is part of it. New technologies are part of it. Listening to the industry, film and Center is an example, with the industry, move forward with the industry.
0: What would you say from a networking standpoint, uh, getting together with other manufacturing colleagues, what are some of the things that you would like to learn from them? And then what are some of the things, the ideas or strategies that you would be willing to share with your manufacturing colleagues?
1: Sure. Well, I will be willing to share share all the ways that we have learned, have failed and uh, succeed. And I would love to learn about ways that they have accomplished that on their end. What have you done? What have you done wrong? What have you learned in the process? Because failures are actually good. Failures help you grow. So learning from those failures is so important as a company, yet alone, if if you can learn that from a a different company, you know, making their own mistakes, it's even better. Obviously willing to share our stories and the way we have grown as a company and our challenges. And I would love to hear it from, from similar companies doing the
0: same yeah the pandemic has really speeded up a lot of the technology that Absolutely. we we it's put us light years ahead of where we would have been had it not been for the pandemic
1: i see the pandemic as a as the technology accelerator of the century i mean it really speed up the process it was right. it was going that in that direction it just it just happened faster now
0: Right, right. Well, if you were thinking about all the things that you've done in this last year, what would be your biggest piece of advice or strategy that's worked best for you that might help someone else listening to this podcast today?
1: Sure. Keep up with what's going on in the world. Again, bring him back. Don't, don't get used to just waiting for the storm to pass. Learn how to dance under the rain is what I always tell our guys. You need to learn how to dance under the rain, under, under the worst circumstances, because that's what helped us grow. If you're one of those waiting for, for everything to pass, you're going to be left behind.
0: Absolutely. Well, Maurizio, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. What would be the best way, if somebody did want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Um, they can do it uh,
1: via email, whether my personal email or uh, Ajanko Industries, and I can leave you uh, my, my email addresses.
0: Sure. Yeah, I will. I'll put that in the show notes so people can click on that. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been great talking to you.
1: Not a problem. Thank you, Lisa. appreciate it.
0: I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network Podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, do me a favor. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow the network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either go to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow this network, the stronger and deeper community we will have. I appreciate you. Thank you.